What's going on? YouTube is going to be Donnie coming to you from Masao, Japan. Uh, we got my guy here, Flash Horton. Uh, we're going to get right into it, everything, because we kind of had some technical difficulties getting going, man. So, Flash, man, just tell them a little bit about yourself, man, where you're from, uh, what you do, and we'll get right into it, man. All right, Ben. Um, so, I'm Flash Horton, um, part of Team Midnight Riders on North Carolina chapter. I'm a DJ and producer. I uh, dropped DJ from my name because... People seem to think that that's what that where your end all be all is, and you all of a sudden just become nothing else but a DJ. Yeah. <laughs> but I also produce, and so I decided I would let the DJ side of my name go. I mean, I still have it up on social media and everything, but that's just to remind people that I'm not just a producer, I'm also a DJ as well. So. Yeah. So that's yep, like. I'm, I mean, uh, I'm oh, you go. No, you go. Oh uh, well, yeah. Um. So. I'm uh, a military brat. My mom and dad were uh, Army and Air Force. Um, born in Frankfurt, Germany, 1989. Moved to Georgia, uh, right outside of Fort Gordon, Augusta, Georgia. Uh, spent good six, seven years there growing up, then moved to Raleigh. Uh, went to North Carolina A&T State University. Um, I was the first graduating class in my high school, first first uh, to receive the Simplified Dallas Award for Musical Excellence. Um, I love throwing that one around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, man, led my drumline to uh, basically an undefeated year that my senior year before I graduated. And took me on the A&T, ended up marching there. Uh, did a year, about a year and a half marching on the drumline there. Still the only person from my high school to, to march for A&T on the drumline, so, uh, which is weird because I've been out of there since for 10 years. So, yeah, but um yeah and just started producing and djing at like 25 and i don't know i, I caught on late yeah. <laughs> like i started really late yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It's all, i mean it's all good man it's like because the thing about it it's um it's i didn't get i think the first time i got it and, and by the way guys out there i mean what he just said right here we we're we we got in you know introduced to each other about cars and music and everything and then like you know I, the thing is we never Right after I went to the military, that's when the NC chapter started and everything with you yeah. know, with all those guys, man. And I never got to meet, I never got to meet anybody. But y'all came up, I think, one or two times, and, and then or they went. Yeah, down. they came. They came up uh, right before I started prospecting. Uh, they came up and visited you guys, yeah. and then after I think I joined right after that because I think that was in the fall, and then that following year I had moved back to Greensboro and I had my prelude. Yeah. Uh, I missed that car, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah, what you, you driving now? Oh, psh, I'm not driving anything right now. Yeah, yeah. DUI, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't uh, drink and drive, kids. Yeah, <laughs> Don't do it. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It, 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 it just uh, one time you get court and everything, man. But the but yeah, man, it, it's um, yeah, it's it's man, the the team, like I say, you know, Jarvis and those guys are for as far as I know, man, it's still around. I talk to them sometimes, but it's like the one. It's not that it's like over. I mean, it's still, they still hang out with each other, but it's like that, um, that was a big thing in like the early nineties to mid nineties and start kind of falling out. Now you got social media. So now it's like, dudes don't, you don't really need a team to, to hang out with car people. That's all it was, was to hang out with your group of car guys. Yeah. And and, and, and now it's like, you can go on the, 
a prelude group or whatever, and then just going, hey, we're going to meet at Kmart. So you don't you don't require it no more. So that that social media kind of killed a lot. It killed DVDs. It didn't. It yeah. it kind of made music like iffy, but now like streaming and stuff like that. And I mean, we'll talk about that because I know you're educated on that stuff and the streaming and all that stuff. But the uh, everything just kind of changed, man. So like for you now, I mean, for you like kind of getting into because again, the biggest thing I want to talk about, of course, here is is your music, man. Like getting into music and what what made you get into the music and everything, and then we'll, we'll hit on cards and stuff later. Well, uh, growing up, I always wanted. I saw like. I don't know how I saw. I think I was on watching TV or something, and I, I saw uh, I saw a DJ for the first time, and I was like, "Oh, that's cool! Like, I would I would love to do that." And then I saw I got a little older, and I was like, "Well, I want to play drums." And you know, like that weird year between like fifth grade, where you like elementary school, you really don't learn much music yeah, at all. Yeah. So like they give you that little recorder and say, "Go for it!" Like cover these holes and blow, and you'll be all right. But I wasn't into none of that. So I uh, I begged and begged and begged for a drum set. And uh, I got one my eighth grade year at Christmas. And it was off from there. Like, Drumline came out that same year, I believe. Oh, uh, yeah. And that was – yeah. And the funny part yeah. about it was because my sister went to A&T as well. Like, yeah. the real A&T, not Atlanta A&T, just to correct that for anybody that's okay, watching this. Okay. That's, that's not a real thing. Um but I went to the real A&T in North Carolina at, uh, in Greensboro. And my sister was going there. She's nine years older than me. So uh, we would go up for homecoming and check it out. And the main thing was I didn't care nothing about the football team or nothing about none of that. I was there for the band. And yeah. <laughs> they were they, those were glory years, like for real. And I was like, well, you know, then the movie came out and then I found myself using my drumsticks I had to try to like mimic or play back any of the, the solos or the cadences or whatever from the movie. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the opportunity came uh, my sophomore year because I got redistributed to another high school, the one that I actually graduated from. And the opportunity came to join the marching band, and it was not anything like that movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was different because uh, the what's depicted in the movie is show style, and what I ended up doing in high school was core style. But my band director was cool, so what he did was, all right, you're gonna do core style on the field, but in the stands we're gonna act like a show band, so we'll be playing pop music in the stands. Mm. So that was what made it cool. So we did a lot of like Earth, Wind, and Fire, uh, some stuff off of the radio. I remember uh, that was also the Crunk era. So we played a lot of like Never Scared and uh, tracks like that. So that was it was it was a good time. Mm. We got to learn a lot and ended up with my junior year. We ended up with our um, our drum director, who ended up being he was also went to A and T. And he was the one who plugged me into going there, okay. and it was a it was a really great experience, man. They I didn't want to be section leader, I didn't want to be a leader, but it seemed like every chance anybody got, they would try to push me into that role, and then I ended up taking taking it on. And there was some bumps and bruises, some learning experiences with anything new like that. But uh, that same group of friends, because we all played snare, we were also messing around on FL Studio. Oh, and now yeah, uh, this yeah, is yeah. like this yeah. is like super old <laughs> FL Studio. Like yeah, no, 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 I was on it. I, I, I got. I'll talk about mine in a second. Go ahead, man. 
But yeah, like that that was what we started messing around with um uh in our free time, which is mainly like in during concert season because we didn't have after school practice like that. Mm. Unless we had like a show or something coming up. So uh, uh, our drum line got extremely popular or whatever. So we were, I started writing cadences for us, uh, trying to uh, write for the band as well. And that was a, a very new experience for me as well because I had no idea what I was really doing. But uh, that led me into college and then AT just took off from there. But I didn't, I had let go of uh, uh, playing because I was playing guitar at a church uh, my sophomore year at high school. So I kind of let go of trying to make beats because I already didn't really know what I was doing in NFL. So I let go of it for the time being, but I always kept it on the computer. And I got to college and tried to figure it out. And it was just a whole nother route. And my grades, uh, the practice schedule was so crazy that my grades took a, a, a downfall. Like, yeah. like, I didn't get Fs or I didn't really get anything below a, a B for real. Uh, K through 12, so it was a rare occurrence. Mm. So for my grades to come back the way they did that first semester after marching, I had to had to figure some things out, needless to say. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. but I mean that was where it came from from me. Like I started with drum, I moved on to uh, lead guitar, um, practically everything in. Uh, everything in the percussion section as a whole. So that really helped out a lot moving forward and figuring out what I was doing. Yeah. I mean, uh, with all things, man, like I say, with the, the FL and getting in, getting into things and getting started, man, it's always like that, how you get started. It's, it's all, it always seems uh, like a lot. And I know, but like I see FL Studio, I mean, we when it's called Fruity Leaps again, like you probably had it when it was called Fruity Leaps the yeah. first time. So it was yeah. called Fruity Loops, and then people used to, when you would say stuff on, when you say you on Fruity Loops, people would like laugh at you, like, nah, man, you gotta get like on this. Back when Albert Ableton was like, you know, the thing, and then like Pro Tools were like, you know, only people using that was like the pros at that time. And uh, yeah, because it was so I, expensive. Yeah, it was when it, there and there was no uh, like there was no high speed internet, so like even if it was online, like a crack version, it was like you know five or six gigs, and it's like, dude, that, good luck down downloading down on fifty six k. Or, or, or you know, before DSL came right. and all that stuff, man. So there was none of that. Somebody now call the house. Yeah. So now, <laughs> now, like you know, I'll get into like my my things when it like where I think it's sat like saturated where a guy like yourself who is has uh, built those skills up and has good music is now just everybody can go online and I, I buy now because now I'm a creator and now I understand the difference between you know what I mean you creating a program or whatever and then somebody just coming there and downloading and it's like so. Dude, I actually, I, I believe, believe it or not, I haven't downloaded music like illegally in like over like probably twelve years. Like I haven't, I don't <laughs> have a yeah, dude, I don't have a because like I started getting into creating and it's like man, this would suck for me to put all these hours into making a track and then some dude just go on bear share and download it, and uh, so I, that that just became my mindset. And now and also with the YouTube and everything, now it's like you don't. You don't even need to do that anymore, man. It's like the music's out yeah, there. You, you, got don't. Sound, you got SoundCloud, you got Spotify. You don't got to do that. You just, and everybody's streaming now. Nobody's really doing, I mean, back in the day, there were CDs. Now, you know, you got you got your whole thing on the eight gigabyte uh, USB, pop it in your car and drive all around the country. Now, people don't need a USB. It's all like, it's just Bluetooth. 
So, yep. you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's changing the game and everything, man. So, again, because I want to use the front hat for this to get to promote your music. So, like, far as far as the music, of course, I'll put all the links and everything down there. And the, and the guys that you're watching, the intro to, to the uh, the video is going to be some of your, your tracks and everything. So, this is the guy right here we're talking to you. Uh, so, for the your promotion of your music, man, are you, like, do you do everything yourself or you have, a, 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 I guess, a publicist? Or how do you, how do you distribu- distribute your music out there? Well, um, so when I first got started, I was distributing music through uh, DistroKid. I was doing everything by myself. I didn't have a manager, label, anything. So everything was just, it was all on me. And I did that. And that same year, I want to say, yeah, it was that same year that I went to uh, South by Southwest. I had a friend, um, he's now on the West Coast, who was living in Texas. And he was saying, hey, man. Actually, he had been telling me for a couple of years because I had already I was already DJing, and he was saying like, "Yo, man, you need to come to South by Southwest," and I was like, "Okay." Well, then I was scrolling through Instagram one day when I was hanging out with some friends, and all of a sudden this this ad popped up for South by Southwest and saying, "Hey, it's a competition. If you if you're a DJ, send us a mix. Uh, if you're a producer, send us a track. If you're a rapper, send us one of your tracks that you recorded to. Send us something of you rapping." And you could basically win a, win a chance to perform. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I did a little research on South by Southwest. And I was like, oh, that's the same thing my homie Reggie was telling me about. Let me go ahead and do this. So I did that real quick, sent on a mix, and got the spot. And I was ecstatic, man. I went down there. Um, and I actually met my manager at uh, – he's still my manager to this day. I met my manager at a Slim Thug and Paul Wall concert. And <laughs> – it was, that was probably the wildest, uh, one of the wildest concerts I had ever been to, because they were real liberal with the weed down there. Like I, I thought, um, I thought it was illegal in Texas, but I guess not in Austin during South by Southwest. So like, there it was just that was one of like my first few concerts because I never really been, I haven't been to a lot of concerts in my life right. for some reason. Why being a music lover, yeah. but yeah, well, I, 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 I met him. You haven't been any? No, I haven't been tonight. No, I ain't been. I, I don't know, man. I'll, I'll get. I'll get into it. Go, go, man. I, I wanted to. I want to disrupt your, oh, your yeah. train of thought. Oh, but yeah. So um, met my manager because um, I the guys that he had performing uh, were signed to him. So I was like, oh, I'm look. I'm a DJ from North Carolina. You guys are from Cali. You know, let's link up. I want to play some of your music because I do a lot of house parties at A&T. And at the time, I was that was like a every. It would be like four or five days out of the week. I was DJing. So and also at the clubs there, so I made sure to get their info, and they was like, "Yeah, man, meet, come meet our manager." Uh, little did I know that <laughs> uh, that would end up being my manager now, and we would be where we are now, putting out so much music. And uh, we started out; I started out putting music out on DistroKid because it put music everywhere. And while I was down there, actually, I got to meet the CEO of DistroKid, and he did like a whole little. He had rented out the bar on uh, 8th Street, I believe, and we were there. Was, everything was on him. I got to do an interview with him. He was asking me how I enjoyed it and everything. It was great. Man, it was a great experience, but um, I no longer use DistroKid. Uh, now, uh, we just switched yesterday. We're supposed to be uh, yeah. doing this new program. Yeah, I forget the name of it, and I don't want to call it wrong, but it's something with a V. 
but uh, it's uh, they, they they're doing some really next level stuff, and it's invite only. So I was like, oh snap, we got invited. Yeah. <laughs> so that's great. I was super excited about it. They're gonna be doing a lot of things to help us get the music out there. Yeah, but no, man, it's it's uh it's it's definitely good, man. To uh, anything like that, because again, there's so many. Like guys out there who are just watching or not into music again. Of course, you guys know this as an auto shop, but I I don't I don't limit my, limit myself to just automotive stuff. So I do music as well. I got like NPCs and everything over there, and I'll talk about what I got coming up later. But the um to get your music out there, man, like with any anything, man, it's like really I think it's more bigger today because the there's so much more information out there again with high speed internet. So now the A and Rs or whatever for companies they don't go anywhere no more. They just sit back. They pull up Instagram. They pull, pull up SoundCloud. Instagram, SoundCloud. They got, they got a laptop. Like back in the day, you had to run. Like when I was watching the uh, the Wu Tang joint on Hula. I'm, I'm not sure if you've seen that. Yeah. And like how to, and how discoveries happen, dude. By somebody just giving by that girl. Like if it was true, how she took the tape from the dudes. Uh, because the dude just threw it in a pile, and she took that tape mm-hmm. or whatever and dubbed it, and then like bam, that's Wu Tang. If that's true, that's like dope. Cause she could have picked up anything out of that pile, and then they never got discovered or later on. Cause they seem like they, in in a in a series, I watched it like binge watched it. They did a good job of showing like like how doors open up and then they'll get slammed in your face, and then like are you going to stop or keep yeah. going, man? And like I know you've seen some of that. You you've been through some of that. Um, even if you, I mean I just know how it is. The mu- music is pretty brutal, man. Like the industry is pretty cutthroat. Um, I had a situation where I don't Very. know. I, I didn't tell you about it. I, didn't really, I posted about it, but I took it down because it's made me look bad. But a dude hit me up like, hey, man, you, you sold a track to uh, J. Cole. I was like, nah. Have you heard the story already before about the J. Cole situation? It wasn't uh-huh. a situation. It never got anywhere. But anyway, man, um, I made a track back in like 2000, maybe like 2009, 2010, back in, in, in Iraq. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just put it up on SoundCloud and... um. I sent when I I do sent I'm sample based for the guys that don't know and I do like I do a lot of um I do I sample but I don't sample the typical Motown the typical things that most hip hop based producers sample because I don't you know Kanye's already done it not Knife One has yeah. already done it you know what I mean so it's yeah. like all right fine so no so my thing was uh, and this is before I found out about A Rab because he kind of do, does the same thing I sample a lot of uh, anime OST I sample a lot of electronica like dude the sounds are endless. The bass is the bass is already there, and I was li- I was yep. watching a documentary with Pete Rock, and he was like, um, he was like, you know, or a few other guys, they were like, dude, when a lot of people when they sample, they sample all right, just this little thing. If you sample the best thing, it already has a bass line. You're already done. You don't gotta do a bass line. It's already there. So I started right. like electronica. That bass is there. That that you know, electronic. I just say that as overall guys who in it probably call me dumb because you got you know your house. You got you know how it is. You got yeah, I, yeah, and I'm I do all of that. So yeah, it's, I, I'm not even gonna hold <laughs> yeah. that, hold you on yeah. that. So I know yeah, so, how it goes. So I just, so. I just put electronica as a you know anything else. So I mean, you got the German people in Germany. Switch and it's like it's Europe, man. You know Europe is just like so many badass artists that will never see the day of light because it's just so many yeah. of them. But too saturated. Yeah, and, and the cool thing is, like, you know, with the social media, I've actually talked to a lot of those guys. Um, I was like, hey, man, is it cool if I use your tracks? Like, yeah, man, cool. And then I sent it back. And I kind of got out of it because I got in the car thing, like, you know, business stuff. So I got an NPC1 coming. And um, I just, I mean, I got, like, six NPCs right now. But the NPC1 is, is I don't know if you've seen it yet, man. But it's, um, it's yeah, definitely, I saw it. yeah, the workflow. 
people were trashing it, but I'm like, these are people who never use an NPC before. So they're used, they want to get like, they want everything to be VST and all the different things like that. Yeah. And the guy who's actually selling me an NPC is going to be on a show, dude, they call Pink Buddha. He, he's on YouTube as well. And he's going to be on a show like uh, soon. And it's cool. He was using NPC for reviews. So he's like, I don't want it no more because he uses NPC, uh, I think the Live X. So, yeah, that Live X is the one I saw recently. Yeah. And I was looking at it hard. I was like, oh, I don't yeah. want to pay that much. Yeah, he's, <laughs> but, he's, he's using that, man. So, but the, the thing about it, man, the way that the music shifts and everything, and, it, and it's, 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 again, what I'm kind of getting at, man, is it's, um, it's overall, it's just good to be, to get anything you're getting, man, any traction out there, man. Um, I know it's, you'll, you'll, you'll shoot me a link and everything. And that's the biggest thing I see about you, too, is some people just like, you know, they sit back, they get on a team, and they, they, wait for the team to do everything. I was like, nah, man, you're still an artist. You still got to do what you do and everything, man. So as far as your, I would say, what's your top three, uh, what's your top three, I guess, online sources you like to push music to or use? Uh, personally, um, personally uh, from the DJ side, uh, Mixcloud. One, because Mixcloud does not cap you on how much space you can have to upload. And that was some problem that I had with SoundCloud a while back because oh, they only give you like a, a gig or two and then you gotta pay. And I was like, man, I only got three mixes up here and it's already I'm already almost full. Yeah. So it's like <laughs> I changed my mind. But then Mixcloud, I like the way that it was flowing. It was it was made for DJs. I felt like SoundCloud is more so made for uh more for artists that are just yeah. putting up a, a track at a time. Because you can fill up two gigs and not even think about it. Yeah, easy. 14 you know, tracks. Easily. Done. Yeah, done. 14 tracks and I still got plenty of room and I can get it done. Uh, so Mixcloud is definitely the num number one. Um, as far as like finding new music, uh, Instagram, man. Uh, I, kid, I kid you not, Instagram is probably like the best, one of the best platforms to push your music mm. because of the hashtags and everything. Uh, and a lot of people might disagree because that's all they do. It seems to be to do now is TikTok. But uh, hey, TikTok will put TikTok will make your song yeah, go viral yeah, faster yeah. than Instagram, YouTube, Facebook ads, whatever. And yeah. I kid you not, I had a matter of fact for my um, for my release I did on Christmas Day called United. Mm. Uh, that song, an uh, influencer picked it up. And it's got like three and a half million streams because he yeah. did a video to it. Yeah. So I'm like, you can't, you can't knock that kind of, that kind of progress. Mm. I mean, it was by chance. I didn't set anything up for it, and it was just one of the cool. It was cool because people get to hear it, and it was just a, just the beginning to me. Yeah. Because I had, I was, I was shelved um, by my manager for like a year. Because I only had at the time when I met him and he wanted to sign me, I had like 12 to 15 tracks done. And in that year, I made over 100 tracks and continue, I got myself to a level where I could continue to make good tracks every single time I put something, yeah. every time I put something yeah. together. So anytime I got a finished idea, like, oh, this is good enough for somebody to either buy it, listen to it, sing on it, rap it, rap on it, whatever. It's it's good to go. So I'm actually thankful for that he did that because now I have I don't never I never wanted to feel like, oh, I have to 
I only got one song out and I got famous yeah. and I got to figure out how to yeah. <laughs> how to yeah. make another hit. Like yeah. I don't want to be a one hit wonder like at all. Like I have way too much music for that. So uh the original idea at the beginning of the year before COVID-19, before all of that, uh, was I was going to drop a new track every week. So 52 weeks in a year, 52 tracks. Mm. <laughs> and that was how I was going to roll. And I thought I had came up with an idea that I was going to take a break at like May after I've done like 20 something tracks in a row. And then, uh, act like I ran out of songs and I got to figure, I got to run back to the studio, then drop an album and then continue to drop a new track every week for the rest of the year. Yeah. <laughs> but it didn't quite work out like that. We we had some things go down apparently with the with the entire world. So. Yeah, dude, that has messed everything up, man. Like I, I, I haven't, you're the first music guy I talked to uh, slash car guy since, um, since all this happened, man. So I'm, it's like the music industry seems like it, you, you haven't, you know, of course, sports, you know, ESPN is so bad. They just talking about the last dance. Like, they just talking about old shit. So it's like they don't have yeah. any, nothing current. So nothing to report they on. They have like, nothing. Like, like nothing. lacrosse They're is going on. Sports. Like. Yeah, la- la- lacrosse is going on right now. But it's like, yeah, okay. Like, I mean, I'm a lacrosse guy. You see the stick behind me. But it's like that didn't really generate yeah. too much buzz. So, like, UFC, UFC just kicked off last week. And they had even Yeah, and I missed out. it. Yeah, so they got the. Uh, I that missed was, it. I was yeah, so mad. Yeah, I watched the recaps, and they got actually. I think it's probably one going on right now. I think, believe it or not. Um, so that that's. Uh, I'll, I'll check out Joe Rogan after that. They do the, like the little. Uh, the, the, the oh yeah, the fight campaign. campaign. Yeah. yeah. So I check. Yeah, I man. Catch that, it during the week. Yeah. So that man, that, like my Monday, you know, well, me, I dropped my podcast like this actually because today is Sunday, and my my wife's mom's in town. I'm actually as soon as we get done with this, I'm actually going to edit edit right away. So this the audio will probably be up probably tonight, and then the video will be up. I'll stream that for Monday, so the video will come out. So it'll be around the same time that way you can watch it back. It'll be live and all that stuff. But cool. The uh, but yeah, man. Far like the music, man. Like like the again, I want to use it again. I want to front load this before we start talking about crazy stuff. But like for your your production, like what would you classify yourself as? Because that's the the biggest thing I see for me is again, yeah. I, I'm I come from hip hop. Uh, you know, obviously I grew up in Baltimore, but I listen to a lot of rock music. Like I got on my on my if I look at my hard drive, I have more rock and electronica than anything else. Like I got a lot of hip hop, but then like I got band, I got stuff that people never heard about. And I, I didn't even finish my J. Cole story. That particular one that I sampled and then he used this 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 uh this uh, this uh band or whatever you want to call them, a group. It was a group of guys. They were like somewhere in Europe, dude, and this was like album number of fifteen of thirty. Like on a Whoa. on a on a on a twenty fifth track, there was no way, there's no way that they stumbled upon that that sample, dude. Somebody on SoundCloud, like I said, somebody on his team went on SoundCloud, heard that track, dude. J Cole, you could you could flow in this. He he got it, and now they got the they got the thing where I wouldn't put like I don't put the where I sample from. I keep all that to myself. But now you can, I guess, it's yeah. a program now where you can just play it and it'll it'll identify the track. And I, I didn't chop it. I don't really. I didn't chop it up like that, so it's, it plays out. The melody plays out, and then sure enough, man, I hit the I hit the company up like, "Hey, man, you, you guys are aware that uh, I was kind of salty, so it kind of seemed like I was snitching or whatever." But I was like, "Hey, man, you guys are aware of this guy is using your track?" And he was like, "Yup, blah blah blah." This publishing company, like, they already had to clear it, man. I was like, "Fuck, man!" So I was like, the dude was like, and his thing was like, "Man, the music thing is brutal, dude." And I was like, "I made I made that first. 
And I'm like, he was like, yeah, man. Well, he got the rights to it. He, you know, they got the right, they got not the rights to it, but they got the permission to use the sample. So it don't matter what I made. So now I got 200 some tracks on my thing and I actually took some down. And now I don't, I don't load. Ever since that happened, it kind of killed my motivation to create. Cause I'm like, dude, I'm making stuff and these dudes in the industry who are supposed to be pros are coming down to the Bush leagues and taking out. Oh, yeah, they're scraping. Yeah. They're scraping, man. That's, that's bad, they're scraping man. because they're they're trying to they're trying to keep a job right now because yeah. the they're almost not needed anymore. Yeah. That's the scary part for them. So A and R has got to they gotta they gotta actually do some work now. Yeah. <laughs> they gotta do more work than just yeah. just uh showing up to a talent gig or a talent show or a showcase or something like that. They gotta do way more work now. Yeah. So it's it's completely different. Yeah, it's again the technology is is a is a, is a blessing. It's a double edged sword, I should say, double edged sword. Where it's you know, what I mean, again, I know you experienced it, man. And the cool thing about it, like when it, there's the bad stuff, but the the greatest thing about it, is just being able to connect with people, man. Like, um, I, I'm not sure if you followed me a little bit ago. Um, I actually I posted up I posted up uh, last the other day. Um, I was uh like I I got um I got hit up by a, a Oscar nominated producer a composer. Uh, I, 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 first name is Abel, and his last name I, is a long. I'm not even going to try to say it's a K word, but the dude, um, the dude, like when I in the process when I hit him up, he's working with Madonna, and he and I I sampled his track. You know on YouTube, you know one thing I sample is uh the YouTube ads. YouTube ads, some of that music, man, some of the games, Final Fantasy. Like I'll just watch it, something yeah. and it, it come on, and with me, it's it's bad with the sampling because anything I hear is game. Anything I hear. It'll my ears will perk up and it's like now I can't listen to music normally anymore or I don't Same. sample hip hop yeah Same. so so it's it's like most people just listen to music and we like listen to music and and it's uh so that popped up and it, and it was a car commercial and I'm like the melody came on I'm like dude and it, I'm like dude I I I stopped what I was doing I went on to the ad I added the ad and then I found out what it was found out who the guy was because his name was in there down I mean I went to Witchcom downloaded paid for his uh his CD downloaded it threw it in the npc and that same day i made i made the track put it up and then he hit me up on soundcloud he did he hit me up on soundcloud and say hey man i heard your music man i'm like is this like a spam bot? i say no nah, i'm the guy i went on google I'm like, bro i'm like he's did like his thing was like you just scroll down and it's like all these things go up he's working with madonna all these people dude like he was working with madonna at this time in a movie called we is like we and um yeah, man, this dude's a, a Oscar Oscar nominated, you know, Grammy nominated composer. I'm like, bro, this is like not real life. So I'm thinking like, this is it. So you know, what I mean, I, I hit him up, and he was like, and he shared my track. The track got like over a thousand like you know listens in like an hour, and like eighty people comment like, oh, this is cool, this is cool. And then I did another track, and then that, that didn't get received as well because they didn't understand the they didn't understand um they didn't understand the what was it. The what, what, what do you use all the time, man? Goddamn, my mind's blank right here. But they didn't, they didn't understand like the not using it, not using the sync, not being synchronized. So not oh, okay, so yeah, so so I did this yeah, one quantize. So and it also had like a little step in it. So they were like this offbeat. I'm like, nah, you don't get it. So they they don't get the <laughs> they don't get it. So I, that one they get received as well. And he was like, oh, you you sound like this guy. I'm like, dude, I don't even know who that guy is. How can I sound like somebody I don't know? So. We, right. we talked, we talked and everything, but it was like, for me, man, that was, you know, in a million years, dude, or whatever, like back in the day, there's no way you would link up with an Oscar nominated, you know, a, a actual composer. No, no, no. 
like you know now it's like you can you can hit up people most times you'll get their publicists or whoever they'll put a buffer between you and the artist but i've noticed that depending on the level or just the overall the artists themselves because some people are not self and they're not self you know involved they'll hit you hit you up but they, of course they, they got a bunch of other people trying to get with them too man so i I still got him. Actually, he's still up there. I'm gonna hit him up and see what's up and get his new tracks and everything. And that's not we we didn't like wasn't no bridges burned or anything. We just he's doing this composer thing and I started my business. So it just kind of we didn't talk in a while. But yeah. that story right there, man. It's like for people who don't know, man. It's it's uh just keep doing your thing and people like I didn't this dude hit me up and same thing like you, man. Um, for your music, man. Just keep doing what you're doing and you know people will see you. And that's all you can do, man, out there. So the guys out there who are watching, man, uh, you can't make a you can't make one good track. Course is gonna sound good to you because you made it. But the thing is, like when other people without don't pushing fall in love with it. Yeah. Without cause without pushing without the cause one thing I don't do, hey man, check out I mean, you're promoting yours, so that's different. But for me, when I make a track, I don't be like, hey man, listen to this, cause when I did, I was I was listening to Jarvis and those guys, and they like they've been my friends, so they they don't want to say it sucked. But then my one dude, Justin, was like, dude, that shit is not, it's not good, man. And I'm like, really? He's like, yeah, dude, it's not. So I got discouraged. I didn't make anything for a long time. And it was back when FL, before VSTs got really impregnated into it. Added into it, yeah. And uh, and also, like you, I come from, I played trumpet. I played, uh, I played trumpet and I played around in the percussion section. So for me, man, physically making, like the physical aspect, and we'll get, I'll talk about your flow in a little bit. The physical aspect, I noticed when I got the NPC in the desert, my game just went like it just went from like Fisher Price to like I mean it was pretty much like pro level, and it was just from getting NPC in. And the thing was, I play my NPC. I don't I don't press the button. I actually play it like a drum. So when the dudes come over and I did a few live performances, they like, dude, you're not just keying the sounds. You're actually playing. Like I'm playing the drums. I'm keying the, the and I'm playing it. Versus just like when I go on YouTube, you see one guy just pressing a button like snare, 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 hi hat, hi. It's like it's that you're programming. Yeah, trying to record it in. Yeah, yeah they're pro. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're pro. We all do it. They're programming, and I actually play it. So like those group of guys in that uh, thing, you, I'm not sure if you know about Arab or on NPC man. That yeah, dude, no. like he's a drumline guy. He's nuts. Yeah, yeah. And, and that, nuts. Their, hand, their hand speed like is is it. Is, is, is like that, yeah. man. So, but um, it, it's there. I mean, it, we'll, I'll, I'll get into my flow a little bit later, man. But I want to, what I want to kind of, the reason I brought that up, because I want to ask, like, for your flow, man, what is your, so I mean, without giving out your secrets, because I mean, we got stuff that, that's your own stuff. Uh, what's your, what's your flow now? I mean, what's your flow now to making the track versus how it was, say, when you, like I say, when you first started, like, how is, how is it different from now? Oh, God. Now? It is. Yeah. It's yeah. night and day. <laughs> okay. So, uh, and also what, and what um what uh and just just talk about what um you know, what what you use now compared to what you use before hardware software okay. stuff like that. Well, yeah. Um, starting out initially, I had no hardware. I literally just had my laptop. Uh, so I was a sample guy to death. I was sample to death, whatever I could. The hardest part for me back then was uh getting complete thoughts out. Mm. Like for example. Getting a melody, a bass line, uh, some type of top line, and then the drums. And that was, that literally was the way I was doing it. But the problem was I could not, for some reason, uh, finish a song. That was, that was the hardest thing. I didn't, I didn't have down 
the actual sequence right. of creating a song. Like I could get a little groove going and after that groove is done, it's like, well, uh, I'm going to go ahead and check out now because <laughs> I don't know what to do. Yeah. But uh, I had a good friend of mine, um, Kid Azul. His name, well, his name is Blue. Um, Kid Azul, he's out in uh, San Diego. He's probably going to see this because I told him about this as well. So shout out to Blue. Um, Blue and Quinn, they taught me literally everything I know about using FL Studio. Mm. Um, I was literally just I – was, I went from watching them and kind of like executive producing some tracks like saying oh if you did this here if you put said something here or if you put place this kind of drum here like that was how i was going about it before but before that i was really just playing lead guitar over their tracks like they come up with a hot uh beat or whatever or some r&b or something like that and they were like hey you know we want some live instrumentation on it so I would just play my guitar. I'll plug in to the jack in the system in the studio, and I play lead guitar over it. But I went from doing that and barely getting by to I went to because uh, Quinn had already moved to LA, but I was going to Blue's house every day. I wake up, go to his house, and we literally work from the time I get there was like maybe one in the afternoon to. Uh, like seven or eight before he has to go to work at UPS when he was there. So he would basically show me how he went step by step and I had to learn the process of getting through a song, how long certain parts should be. But once I figured that out and he, he taught me that and he, ac he accidentally moved to San Diego because he wasn't supposed to move and that's a whole story in itself. Yeah. Cause he thought he was coming right back <laughs> but uh yeah i once he was gone and quinn was gone it was like okay uh i really need to figure this out or i'm gonna have to find another route because i no longer have help now so i look to youtube and everything and how to, how song songs are put together and now I can start with drums. I can start with the melody. Um, it really just depends on the genre now. Mm. But I use FL Studio. I also have a, um, uh, a Novation Launchpad MK3. So that's what I'm using predominantly right now, which works uh, quite well in FL Studio for people who, because it's made for Ableton, in which Ableton's, I, I spent $300 on FL20. And I was like, I'm not about to turn around. It's been another 449 on Ableton right now. So, yeah. I, um, I mean, I would love to. I'm, I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there eventually. Mm -hmm. But uh, I'm cheap at heart. So it's, it was one of those things. And I was like, well, I'm more comfortable with FL, so I'm going to stick with it for right now. So um, I basically would go through, uh, go through my samples, see what I have. And one of the main things that I've stuck to since the very beginning is I do not, under any circumstances, use anything that's not 100% royalty free. I don't have time <laughs> for nobody calling me up like, hey, look, we need that. We need that money. We need whatever residual. Look, I pay for the sample pack. I got the samples. They're mine now. I can do with them how, as I please. I yeah. prefer to go that route now. 
you know, and I've, it's worked out ever since. I haven't had no issues. Um, and Cymatics is one of the main companies I started buying samples from in, what, maybe two, three years ago, 2017 or so. And they've been hooking me up ever since, man. I haven't had any issues with their samples, getting them cleared or anything like that. Nothing has kicked back. Um, and as I got better and better at using the samples and completing songs and figuring things out, I was like, okay, I don't necessarily have to leave this sample exactly the way it is. I could chop it up. I can flip it. I can reverse it. I can, I can do so much with it. So now it's just... I, my workflow has come to the point to this day. What I do now is I'm working on six or seven different genres at a time. Mm. Like, uh, I feel like that's the only way to, for me to keep it fun. So where it doesn't feel like a job because I go to work every day. Like I go to work, I'm, I'm there by eight. I'll get off at five. I come home and because it's a warehouse job, I'll be tired. <laughs> so for, for, for work, what, what, uh, cause we were talking about it offline. Like what do you, what, what's your, what do you do at work? What do you do for uh, So I uh, work at this IT company called TechServe, so where they basically, um, they are computer warehouse. Mm. So we have batteries, we have, you name it, anything, any part for a computer, laptop, anything, we have it. Whether it be motherboards, uh, LCD screens, we got all of it. So we've been... Yeah, man, we, yeah. we've been super busy, like, everybody, since now that everybody, so many people have to work from home, especially here mm-hmm. uh, in this state, because uh, Research Triangle Park is not far out of Raleigh. So all the all the big, big tech companies are out there, like, you got uh, Cisco, uh, uh, Simons, um, IBM, Lenovo, all of them are out there, but they all have to work from home now. So all those people that were in all those huge, huge campus buildings, they all have to work. Oh man, yeah. like hotcakes! It's it's like I did. I processed, uh, I processed and packed up and shipped probably since February, well over five to six thousand batteries myself, mm. myself from February to now, every bit of it, and then. They need screens, laptops, uh, even whole whole laptops, keyboards, everything you name it. And everything right now, we've been getting it out in bulk because everybody needs that stuff. Mm. So, but yeah, like I was saying, when I get when I get off of work, I don't wanna, I don't wanna have to. I want to be able to focus on my music, but I don't wanna have to. I want to keep it fun. I don't want it to feel like work. So what I do is I work on, I'll have a hip hop track for my cousin, uh, Mirage down in Atlanta, who raps, great, excellent rapper. I, actually, he just put out a song a couple months ago that I produced for him. And that's just the first of many to come. So um, uh, that one's called Hush Mouth. So it's out there, it's out there on everything. Hush Mouth by Mirage, M-I-R-J, oh, excuse me, M-I-R-O-J. It's Joram backwards. So yeah, um, yeah. So I will work on a track for him first because he gets first dibs at everything. Cause that's my cousin. Like three, we're only three months and three days apart, so he gets first run at everything. So I'll make a trap track for him. I'll be working on a deep house track, a big room track, and that's like the super rave stuff. Um, like Steve Aoki, uh, 
there's so many Quintino, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah Tiesto, that kind of stuff. And then I'll do Future House, which is uh, this the song which is probably gonna more than likely be at the beginning and the end of this one is Dreams. That's Future House. So I'll be working on that. Jersey Club, which I just recently got into heavily, maybe like a year ago. Um, and that was by way of Hard Trap, because I really wasn't paying attention to the Jersey Club genre at all. But Hard Trap is completely different from all of that. That's like the EDM side, but with like screeches, extremely heavy, ignorant bass. Mm-hmm. Uh, 808s are crazy. They're always super distorted. Um, it's very cinematic. Uh, and it just makes a lot of it's it's just really hype music, man. I I love it. Like hard trap is, if I had to pick a favorite genre, either hard style or hard trap because of the cinematic value there. And that's really what I wanted to do when I when I wanted to go to college. I wanted to uh, major in music to become a compositionist so I could make music for movies. Mm. Like like scoring tracks, and I still want to do that to this day. So if there if that ever, opportunity ever comes up, I'm down to do it. Well, I'm gonna link you up with my like I say my, my little one. The biggest thing I'm into is like networking, man. So what I'll do, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit up uh, Abel, see what's up with him and everything, and then like I say, he's already what you just said is that's what he does. Again, a dude, I mean, like again, his 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 list of what he's worked on. Like I'm like, I've seen that movie, I've seen that movie. I'm like, dude, yeah. like this is the dude, and I'm like then. When I when I dissected his track like that, but I did it, I I'm like I, he said he called it a remix. I'm like I don't I don't do remixes. Remix it's like you know people always call a sampler remix. I'm like nah, well yeah, they kind of right, but then like no because we it's kind of not yeah yeah. So I'm like I'm not I'm not remixing anything. So I I did I took the when he we talked and he was like uh he was like you play like uh and you know you play any instruments? I'm like yeah I play trumpet. I was lead trumpet in my, uh, you know, middle school and went to high school. Um, well, sorry, elementary and uh, middle school. And we did like, a, it was a band, uh, uh, like a concert uh, band. So we did competitions yeah. at Hershey PA. We were all, we were beating high schools. And I'm like, I'm like, dude, we just, I don't know, man. I'm always been involved with like good things and good teams and everything. So we just, we just killed them. And our, our instructor uh, was uh, Bur- uh, Mr. Burns or whatever. Uh, he was just a good instructor, man. Like he was, he was uh, high school level you know, composer, but he was, he chose to work in, you know, middle school. Well, actually higher than that, but he chose to work middle schools. So we were playing like, you know, things by like the, back in that time, it was like the Celine Dion song by uh, Titanic. The oh, yeah. And, like, <laughs> yeah. I remember one of my favorite ones is one called Fanfare Presto and like all these different things. And my tapes are at my grandmother's house, but I, I they lost somewhere. But um, saying all the same, man, when he was like listening to the track and when I was sampling, he was like, dude, you actually, he, I, I dissected it and then I put it back together how I wanted it to play, but it was all in time, yeah. all the timing. So he was like, well, how did you do, how did you do that? I'm like, well, cause I, I come from a band. And so that blew his mind that I come from playing in a concert band to making hip hop style music. And I was like, man, this, I can make anything, anything I want to make. It's just, I just, the snares and the drums are arranged in a hip hop style and people are quick to label like, oh, that's hip hop. Oh, that's yeah. that. Like, nah, dude, you could do whatever you want to do. And like for you, that's why, I mean, I, I like, <clears throat> I like and respect is like, you don't keep yourself under just one thing. Cause that one thing, man, you'll, you'll, you'll start doing it. 200 tracks in, you see people all the time. They just fall off because I'm like, all right, it's no, it's not fun anymore. Uh, so for me, what the samples do I have, 
like right here on my thing, I'll put a, a little video up of it later on my setup here at my shop because I got two studios. The um, I have samples that I've been sitting on for like the last almost nine years that nobody that nobody will ever hear until I put them out because I sample. I don't sample Motown and nothing nothing against it, but I'm not. I don't want to sample anything that that's easy to get. You know what I'm saying? Because all right, anybody yeah. can grab that, and everybody's gonna grab that. That they're gonna skim the water and only take like you know what they can get off the top. They don't want to go deep because going deep, you got and you got to listen to the track. You can't just get the beginning or end because there could be something. I know you did it before where you'll find a sample mm-hmm. and like it's the track is ten minutes long and at eight minutes and fifty three seconds it comes on for like ten seconds and then it goes away back into and the it's track. It's gone. Yeah, and it's gone. And if you listen to the beginning and end where. You know, most people get it beginning in right in the beginning. Like you gotta listen to the whole track multiple times, and then you be again. You guys are there that don't know how to sample, man. The digging back in the day, they would say digging in the crates. And yeah. Digging the crates now. You can go on YouTube or whatever, do it virtually, but you're still digging wherever you're looking at. You're still digging for the music and everything, man. So yeah, man. I know yeah. you got a lot of stories about that. Because I got some. Um like there's some samples of like i listen to because that's the thing like i wanted to get into that where like the, yeah. my musical influences because mm. like uh for example like growing up there was always music around there was always music um when i was riding when i would ride in the car with my dad uh he would we would listen to west coast hip-hop so i was on uh snoop dre Daz, corrupt nate dog uh, Westside Connection, Ice Cube was was heavily played in the car, so yeah. I had that was my hip hop. And every now and then I'd be we listen to the radio, and when we listen to the radio, um, it would be uh, because we were in Georgia. Crucial Conflict was big, oh, Bone Thugs and Harmony. Yeah. Oh man! And then that like that was one that was basically where my my hip hop started, but. My dad was also like old school stuff, so he he was a big Prince fan, which Prince to me is like the greatest performer of all time because he plays so many instruments. He writes all his own music. He writes the music for the music. It's it's like that's where my musical influence comes from. Him, par, uh, Parliament of Funk, Funkadelic, um, Parkside. Uh, I mean, so not Parkside, Lakeside. Um. Uh, everybody, man. Uh, it that that was where like my dad had a very big hand in putting me on that. Yeah. But my mom was very big on Babyface. Uh, um, Tony Braxton was more so my dad, but my mom loved Anita Baker, so I was put on her music. I don't know why, but as a child, I hated her music, but <laughs> I love it now. Yeah. <laughs> like when I started getting in the band, I loved Anita Baker. Yeah. But uh, Whitney Houston, of course, you know, mom, everybody mama loved Whitney Houston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I made a so, with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then um, my sister, my sister, she was the one who put me on stuff that I had no idea that was going to be so prevalent. Like, she put me on uh, Erica Badu, mm. Mary J. Blige, Jill Scott, Sade. Like she was playing, like she was going through some stuff, I guess. So yeah. that was where the music was kind of coming from. But the music was top notch, and I loved it. So I had no idea that 
all of that would shape into me being more open to music. So when I started like listening to CD, when I had my CD player with me, um, I would listen to it on the bus and everything on the way to school. And I started branching out, listening to different genres. Like I had what fifth grade, I had got one, and that was like year two thousand. So Eminem had just come out. Um, uh, Lincoln Park, Limp Bizkit, uh, Corn, Incubus was getting coming out. So I started like branching over yeah. to. To oh, I got, I got all that. I got, I got all that. That's yeah. all. Of, yeah, I got all of that, man. Everything you just named, I got all of it. I went, I went completely alternative for like all in middle school, yeah. all in middle school. I mean, I was still on, I was still on Ludacris. I was still on Pastor Troy, yeah. like yeah. Pastor Troy, uh, Little John, the Eastside Boys, of course. Crunk, uh, Crunk Juice got so much play. <laughs> Crunk Juice and Kings of Crunk, uh, all the Pastor Troy's albums I could get a hold of from my cousin in oh, Atlanta. Man. Pastor Troy, oh, man, we get, man, it's, it's so, Pastor Troy, man, is it, well, one thing, man, people don't know, like, the reason Pastor Troy, he's like, from what I heard, he's, his, his dad was a preacher or whatever, that's yeah. why he chose his name, but dude, Pastor Troy, like, was one of those guys in, um, in uh, high school, when I listened to the first time, the beats is what captivated you the first time, and yes. then, like, and then, uh, <laughs> who, who was that other guy that? Came out like it was kind of like Pat, he looked like a small Tupac. He wasn't. He kind of like Pastor. I know you're talking about. But he was like he made that military song left, right, yeah, left, 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 yeah, left, yeah, left yeah. right, get was on that, up. Was that, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Who's that? Uh, I can't remember his name. Oh, man, we two music makers. We can't. We don't know the dude's name, man. But, but that, uh, that song went hard though. Yeah, it went so hard. I love that song. Yeah, man. So it was. And I thought it was Pastor Troy because he sounded like him. Yeah, exactly. So Same, I thought like, it was him. Yeah, I really same. thought it was his song for years. Yeah. I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, man, it's gonna come back to me or you when we're off air and everything. But yeah, man, that dude, like, yeah, that thing was uh, that was back when a box was uh, because I'm I'm 37, man, so I'm old enough to put a box when a box was on and you had to order videos back in the day. You just sit yeah. there and, and people order people order that all the time, Wu Tang stuff or whatever, man. But the um, yeah, man, it's and I, I kind of was smiling when you you mentioned the the alternative. Being a you know being a, a person of color, like I'm pretty sure like is, what is any situations man where somebody got in your car and you had Limp Biscuit or something on and they'd be like, dude, what's what's what are you doing? You know what? It was more <laughs> so I used to get picked on because I listened to Lincoln Park because yeah, I listened Link, to dude, all dude, of that stuff. Lincoln Park was like the they were like, but that's dude, the thing. They were like the guys were that was picking on me. Yeah. They were rappers. Yeah, I mean, mine is Chester. Chester didn't rap, but you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. It, it was, but he still with the style, like, man. The hip hop. There was a hip hop element there, yeah. and that was why once I think once they caught on for real, yeah, like after Hybrid Theory, Hybrid Theory had probably been out for a while, and then they my other friends started catching. I was like, "Yo, that's kind of dope, man." Yeah. I ain't even. I'm, I'm mad. I picked on you for that now. Yeah, you know, you know what? Probably they probably felt real dumb after Jay Z and them did the collabo. Oh, oh man, the collab, the yeah. um, yeah. the, the what was that the first MTV mashup yeah. thing? Yeah. Oh man, and when he when he did that. That brought a lot of them over to listening to Lincoln Park full time. So they were three albums behind already. Nah, dude, Lincoln and Park always I was already had, on it. Dude, Lincoln Park always had like every, like they, you could tell. And then when you got you know the, the, the right, right, right around the time they came out, that's when like you know the social media was like starting to peak. Yeah, and then like people start getting into like the the artists' lives. And but you could see I I see many videos where they had NPCs or different controllers on the stage and things like that. Using yeah, Mr. Han. Trigger, man. Yeah. yeah. So, like, they were. Mr. Han was killing it. Yeah. 
they were like, wait, they were, I think Lincoln Park, man, fortunately, you know, the tragedy that happened, all that stuff recently, man, but Lincoln Park, man, they were definitely set the tone between like the, the easing the, the crossover because all right, they're, yeah. they're, they're rock guys, but you know, most black guys, they just, anything on the guitar is rocking. Like within rock, there's different, different things. So then I would get trash for listening to three days grace and like all these guys like yep. go back. I'm like, dude, I don't give a fuck. Like I'm a Chevelle. black dude. I'm a 250, 250 pound black guy from Baltimore. You think I really care about your opinion of, of Nickelback? Like, nah, they just, their track, whatever track I'm listening to Nickelback in a, in a desert. You know, and, that, and those songs and, and all, you know, Stain and all these different groups. That mm-hmm. use, like, I got try, people would clown me for, like, listening to Muse. And Muse, like, they're, dude. I like, really I, enjoy I sample, Muse. Dude, I sample a lot they of this stuff. I sample man. a lot of their tracks, dude. And the Postal Literally. Service. I can, go on, I can go on and on and on, man. Well, like, I, <laughs> I sampled um, a few years ago. I cut it up. I never did yeah. do it. Oh, no. Uh, I did. AFI. Okay. Uh, what was it? Um uh silver and cold part one i sampled okay. that yeah, um, I, can, I can tell we we're on the but, same yeah. way we're on the same wavelength when it comes to that man because the a lot of people man that's the that right there man it's like well number one when people because i mean again my, my 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 soundcloud is like it's it's like it's labeled as hip-hop because again that's the the, six, I, the reason it's hip-hop is because i use the snares drums and then the setup in a you know the 16 bar the court the, the layout but i don't i've only worked with a few artists and the uh the thing is they're like hey man this don't like dude i didn't make i'm like dude i didn't honestly make my track for anybody to rap on it's set up in that style it's composed that way but then i can i can make it play 16 i can make it i can change it up and then if you look at some of the producers they don't always follow that and that's the the, the timberlands the, the 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 ninth wonders the jay dillas jay dilla did not always follow that that, that, that strict, 16 yeah 16 then, bar or, eight or bar, guys yeah of course yeah. then wu-tang you look rizzo and rizzo was a huge influence i mean that's why that hula show was big because wu-tang dude i got i, I got a tattoo that people don't know about this on my arm it got covered up because i as i got older i was like oh, that's kind of kind of lame so i covered it up but like there was rizzo them they didn't have courses they just it goes it just went yeah and they all hop on they hop on they punch in they punch out they didn't have that 16 for, you know, they didn't have that that's typical for guys that don't know, just look go on Google, look at the, the look up the composer structure of that stuff you can read for yourself. But they didn't have that that thing. And that's why my style now, my my songs, if you listen to them, if you only listen to the first minute, you knock you know, it's it switches. I switch them up, then it goes back and I add this. And then the guys who like really are into it and listen to it, they're like, oh man, you did this, you did that. I'm like, yeah, man. So like my style is what it is, and the, the guys there want to make music, man. You you can have influences, but you can't um, you can't this you can't don't try to emu, don't try to do what Kanye does because it's already been done by Kanye. Kanye has exactly millions you know, of followers, so now you're just going to be looked at as a copier. You got to find your own lane to find your own signature. For me, my signature with my style and the people like it is just I play first. I play everything live, and then I from there I'm like I, I play it for about thirty minutes, and, and I'll pick one of those ways I played it. And then make the track, and then it sounds the same as like I'm planning. So it doesn't have the robotic program feel to exactly. it. Exactly, and, and that's the biggest. Because you don't want to be you don't want to be a cookie cutter out here. Because yeah. I've, I've noticed oh, a lot dude. of guys. Oh my man, do we? we, we I noticed talk a lot about of guys yeah. do that. Yeah, like you, they try to sound, they try to sound like other producers. I want to be like, for example, the the whole tag thing, yeah. uh, that got popular, like maybe eight years ago. 
got their tag in there. I mean, Jazzy Faye and other people were already doing it, but then every SoundCloud producer was doing it. Yeah. And even to this day, and it's like now, it's like, man, that's because a couple of my homies in Greensboro were like, <laughs> hey, you don't got no tag for your for your beats? No. J-Style, J-Style, J-Style. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, no, we're not, I'm not putting no... No tags on my beats. And they were like, why? And I was like, because everybody else is doing it. Number yeah. one. Number two, my beat, my, my music will speak for itself. Yeah. Because you're yeah. not gonna find another another producer that can do that are doing what I'm doing. Right. So you won't have to worry about you'll you'll know, hey, that's a yeah. flash Horton beat. Cause yeah. I ain't heard no none of these other mm-mm, that's different. Yeah. So that's what, what I the, wanted to make sure. Yeah. The one thing reason some people do it, man, is the um it's like this to, to prevent people from just taking their beat and rapping over it or whatever. Yeah. My thing about it is, and I, I did, I did the tag thing for a little bit. Some of my older ones have like the big game hit in there. At the time, I was calling myself Big Game Hit, and then I stopped because I'm like, look, man, if the artist is that serious and they, because what I do, I will put a low out instead of putting like a 320, uh, you know, the bit or change the bit rate. I'll put a low, still a good quality fall, but I will put I will lower the quality, but it's still listenable. And I'm like, look, if this guy, number one. If you're an artist and you're gonna rap over MP3, you ain't serious anyway. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know, so right. That, that 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 right there that separates you from getting a high quality uh, wave or FL FLC follow whatever. You know about the stems and all that stuff. People who are really gonna do it, they want the stems. They want the they want to take that and then put it together. Then from that, you sell it off or whatever. You know how to sell beats. We'll talk. That's that's a whole different. That's a whole. Cause I got when that J Cole thing, I spent two days going on that rabbit hole. I'm like, dude, this is way beyond me. Talking to this guy, talking to that guy, you got to pay five hundred here, six hundred there. Mm-hmm. I'm like, nah. I'm like, dude, I'm gonna build cars, man. Because that is, I was mad about it, and I just let it go. And I, I, and I, I ain't got nothing against J Cole. It's just that was an example of the technology, and nothing is safe. So if you put it out there, for example, like you say, your music with no tags, if you hear that tr- you track or whatever, man, you know that's your track. And yeah, I mean, because of the way I made it. Yeah, and most times you hit the artists up. Most artists, in my experience, when I people who've used my stuff, they'll either take it down and they they won't message back, or they'll they'll want they'll talk. So I go mm-hmm. their way. Most times they're not going to do anything with it because they know like you can pull up, you can pull up your your computer or whatever if it didn't crash already. That's one of the biggest thing. I know you lost a lot of tracks probably that way too. Yeah. And, um, oh God. You can pull yeah. it up. You can show the created date and everything. I'm like, dude, this is on my system. The the actual FLP or whatever file. This is on my system. So mm-hmm. they, they and going that way, they'll lose face and everything. So people really don't do that no more. But dudes will. Um, you know, what I mean, I mean, there's there's no stopping anybody from get even if it's locked on Spotify. You can just pull up Spotify, pull up record and record it. There's nothing stopping nobody these days, man. So. Is is honestly if once you put once you press submit and upload it, it's, the, know, it's it, it, in it, the it wind. It belongs to the it belongs to the internet, dude. So like that's the only thing I got discouraged about it. Like I said, the NPC one I got that because I need I got my NPCs. I mean they're sitting right here next to me. My, my I got my two thousand. I got three thousand. I got a one thousand, and I use them. But like the the uh, NPC one man, I think it'll for my workflow because I'm building cars. I don't really have the the time that the, for the stuff I want to do, like using the VSTs and then adding that in there. Now the, that MPC one is everything's inside now, like because they got the bigger hard drives, yeah. the VSTs. Like I don't need the, I, I just pretty much route my, my MIDI to my keyboard. So now I'm, I'm just got those two things. I finish the song. I output. That's it. 
I only have I don't even have to run it into a computer anymore if I don't want to, which is right. I mean, I, I don't have an issue with that, but it's just making the the, the from creating to post production to to putting it online or using it for the podcast, it's more seamless. So in my in my theory from from my life, it works that way. And I, I took a picture of my um, stuff over here, and you were talking about like you know FL and things like that. I think a lot of the new guys, because I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a victim. I'm guilty of it. I'm being a being a gear horse. I got all these keyboards. I got all this stuff that I don't even use. And when I brought it here, I just slimmed it down. I got one keyboard. I got one with one M audio keyboard. The 2000 XL I don't even turn on, and the 1000 I use. And I'm like, dude, I don't need all this stuff. And so many people have all this stuff, and you look, they got all these. I'm like, dude, you use that one MIDI keyboard and that one controller. That's it. That's so it. All, all this other stuff, man. Like you just, it's there to make you look like you're doing like you're shit. like you balling and you yeah. Doing, you're, so you're, you're like you're like you're, you're making music and shit. Like they think you're like this. You're just like this on like one little laptop and mouse and everything. And so like and that, I mean and, and and for your your setup, man, it sounds like I mean it's a pretty straight straight up straight to the point setup. And exactly because I don't, don't have the time. Yeah, you don't have the time. And then the work that once you get that work, that's the hardest thing I think of all music making. Is getting your workflow down because some people, like you say, man, they try to they try to emulate people. So they'll look at a Kanye video and then figure they got to have the monitors like this. They got to have this like that. But you look back at Kanye with his 2000 XL, dude, he was very simple. I mean, he was using the old ass keyboard to trigger that. And then like, you know, he ran out of sample time. So he was using the keyboard to pick up the sample time and things like that. So as much shit as people talk about Kanye, about him being how he is now, they overlook like what he did with what he had. And then even after he got to that level, he still used that same workflow, which a lot of people don't, they just think they got to emulate somebody else's workflow. Like your workflow is not going to work for my workflow. Won't work for you. And it's vice versa. It's like, yeah. it's just how your life is uh, incorporated into your life. And thing. I'm, I'm not, I'm not preaching to you. I know, you know, I'm talking to more like the viewers and listeners. Oh yeah, uh, absolutely. So, so like the guys out there who want to get into music or do it, don't be discouraged by the dudes who are just downloading everything and they got every program and they got all that stuff and they still make trash. Exactly. Oh my god, yes. Still make it. Bro, the, still. the <laughs> and it's it goes that way for DJs too, man. I see a DJ pull up to a gig with a MacBook Pro, uh two thousand a thousand dollar uh uh DJ controller, nice speakers, but can't can't mix a two bar loop like I, it's just it gets, <laughs> yeah. it gets so annoying man because i pull it with a pc like every all my dj friends for the most part be tr- they trying to push me down this yeah the mac yeah, this yeah, apple yeah. path yeah. but my thing is every time i've seen a laptop fail on anybody djing before it was always a macbook so why would i, why would I do that yeah. to myself no yeah. disrespect to apple at all but it doesn't that is seem true. like that's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. I've never, Mac, every, I got a homie that's been through six MacBook Pros, bro. Six of them. Well, and I've taken him to go get two of them. Yeah. So like so the thing, I know. The thing about it, if you get him like it's like the the, the pre or the post uh, Steve Jobs is like a different Apple, still Apple, but yeah, that 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 quality assurance is not there anymore, man. So yeah, but you see a lot of people spend a lot of money on on hardware. And can't do anything with it. Yeah. And I never wanted to be one of those people because one, I didn't have that kind of money to just be blowing yeah. on stuff. But two, I wanted to make sure I know what I'm doing with what I got. Like, I only reason I want to switch from the MK3 launchpad that I have now to the Pro is because the Pro has um, rapid action pads, mm-hmm. so I can I can 
it'll everything will be more seamless on that versus uh, versus the way the latency is on the on MK3. So I'm looking at getting that next, but that's like $350. So I'm just kind of waiting to see if it'll go down. I was thinking it might go down a little bit with this whole COVID thing because nah. Guitar Center has been claiming that they they got sales and nah. everything, but. Yeah. They got sales on all everything but the good stuff. <laughs> well, the thing about that too is like I actually, I actually, uh, I'm the dude that I said I'm gonna have over here, the Pink Buddha guy. I found him on YouTube. Um, he's gonna be here, like he's gonna be here as soon as his schedule lines up. But he, um, I found him because I was looking at. The, I didn't know, dude. If NBC One had dropped in February, I've been so mm-hmm. like you know buried in my shop, man, and and not making music. That um, I it's one of those things where like if you don't look out there, you don't know what's out there, and I, I don't, I'm not on any uh, Akai uh, uh, newsletter list, so I didn't even know there was NPC one. I'm like, hold, I'm like, hold up, man. I'm like, what's up with this thing? So I looked up NPC and it's like NPC one. Then I'm, I'm like, all right, is it a controller? Does he need the laptop? Like, no, it's standalone, new new age mm-hmm. tech and everything. And I'm like, man, I'm like, dude, I went to I went to all the things. I was like, who had it? Of course, nobody has it in stock. And then I went on this one called American Music or whatever. And they let you do like a, um, I want to try it out. They let you do like a split the payments in like six ways. Like I can buy yeah. it all out, but I want to try to see how it works. And then I, I so I, I got on a list back in, um, what was it? Early, like uh, was early April. I got on a list and everything. And then like, so now they're talking about it's not going to be available to the, to the, to the end of this month. And I'm like, dude, I want to get this thing now. Oh, yeah. So I hit up, uh, I hit up Pink, right? And I was like, hey, man, you know anybody selling one? He said, yeah, actually, I'm about to send one back to Guitar Center. I was like, I'll take it. So I'm getting, so I'm like, that'll be like, that'll be the new. So he, don't, he bought it just for the, I get, because he uses a lot, he uses a live action, something else. So like, that's his workflow. And he was, and that's what I'm saying. He's a, he got a bunch of stuff. If you look at his YouTube, I'll put it up. Got a bunch of gear in the background, but that, that, that controller is, that's his thing. So like a lot of people, they'll buy something and try it. I'm like, ah, they don't want to put it in their workflow or they just don't. So everything doesn't work out. It's like, hey man, I want it. So you know, I mean, and the thing about it, if you if you haven't checked it out, or, or new people that don't know about NBC One, they got a lot of presets for guys who are just getting into it. So it, it actually is a entry level machine for guys who don't know. Like you know, you want to do drum and bass, you go to the drum and bass side. They already got the things laid out, and it's like it's like endless amounts of uh, samples loaded up in there already, and anything. So I'm not you know I'm not promoting stuff to pay for, it. but. You can check out the uh, you can check out the different things there. You can, if you want to do trap, click on a trap and they bring all the things. So me, I don't. I've already looked at enough videos. When I get in and fire it up, I turn that off and I go right into making beats. So yeah. that's the cool thing about it. I already got the experience. My samples are already there. So I just you know convert them over, do what I got to do and everything, and they still wave. So now it's like um, with the technology coming out now, man. It's like it's just. You you should be able to make better music, but again, me me getting an NPC one is not gonna be it's not my music is not gonna be better because of NPC one. It's just gonna be better because the workflow I already have is gonna work with that one. So yeah, like, more just, so than yeah, right. Just getting that, just getting that. Uh, if I get like the the because he has the one that is the live X. Not sorry about not live X, but he whatever he has is the one. Is the I got I forgot what it is, but it has like sixty four pads all in one. So it's like um, he keys everything. So for me. I could play that style, but then I prefer the banks. So I got the 16 pads and everything. So that one he has, I forgot the name of it, but he has the one that is a screen up top. And it's Akai, and it has like about 64 pads. And oh, yeah, I know what you were talking about. Yeah. I know which one that is. Yeah. So he, he he does, he uses that one. So And he still uses it like an NPC, but he just likes to, he likes to have all his, 
he can have all the samples over here in this whole quadrant. You got all your, your witch come over here. So in that aspect, you don't got to keep switching. You don't keep you don't got to keep changing banks. You can just do everything yeah. right there, man. So because what I'm cool. looking at uh with the uh the Ableton um not Ableton the Novation Launchpad uh I was looking at the X, but then the new Pro is out. So it's still the same setup as what I got now, except with more pads because I got the MK3. I don't have the Pro. Right. But the pad, the there's pads going, there's a buttons going around completely around the pad. Mm-hmm. So the the velocity sensitive pads versus what I got now cuts the latency out completely. So I can mm-hmm. actually finger drum on that uh, same way anybody would be uh, would be able to on a, a piece a MPC. Right. So, but. I wanted the the pad for like for my house music mm. because I can take my samples and put them into uh, each different one, each different pad, and I can trigger them and they'll go as I need them to go, and then I can take them in, take them out. So I could, as long as I get all of my samples and everything together ahead of time, which typically I have them all together, so right. I can just put them in. The, I can just go ahead and drop them in. And whenever I want to add anything else, I can keep the music going while I look for and I can test fit things while I'm still going. And I I, I just love that idea. I mean, I'm going to have to switch to Ableton to do that. But yeah. um, it's 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 just convenience. It's more so you can get a completely different sound. Out. Like even if you have let's say you got you got this is a 64 pad. So let's say you got eight different samples. Right. You can condense, you can get more samples and condense them into the same clip mm. with that, and it'll still come up as one clip in that in that uh, in that particular uh, pad. So I can use that pad, but I can also switch screens and take that take one instrument on that pad out if I wanted to, right. while it's still playing. And I thought that was like one of the coolest things. It's an inter- it's an interesting way to develop. Uh, the deep tech house stuff that I like sometimes, like right. uh, like who's for example, uh, trying to think of somebody off top. Um, well, Geolia in Asia, they do a lot of that deep ethnic tech uh, uh, tech house, and I I really enjoyed how they put their stuff together, and they usually typically play out everything. So uh, that would be a good look to getting further into that because I got a lot of those tracks just sitting right now. <laughs> Six yeah. or seven of those. Yeah. They hadn't come out yet. I figured I was like, man, let me hold on to those until the fall when it's starting to cool down again and people are spending more time inside or Deep House or well, well, Deep Tech will be more so of the thing. I mean, it's still good for like Sunset stuff in Ibiza, but pff, nobody's in Ibiza right now. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, those, those festivals going on hold, man. Because uh, I was hoping to play uh, uh, at least one of them this year somewhere because like, the, all the big festivals now have gone virtual because they have to at this yeah. point. Yeah, that's, but, that's, that's not man. that too. I know you've seen recently with the, uh, the the insurgence of like the versus back. You, you watched any of those like that had the Primo oh, versus yeah, Rizzo man. and like Manny Fresh versus yeah, Storch? Primo. Yeah. yeah, see, I didn't, I didn't, I had to watch the Manny Fresh versus, well, that, versus that Storch one, uh, man, that, later. That one was, I caught that one on YouTube. Was, um, yeah, that one was like they're, they're both. I mentioned both of those because they're both alike. Like kind of like Storch, you know. What I mean, you know everything out there, Scott Storch. Everybody. I mean, he makes like you know Justin Bieber, blah 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 blah. So it was like it was kind of 
to have him versus Manny was weird because Manny's only done cash money pretty right. much. And then Rizzo. That's what I was like. <laughs> so Rizzo was like, so they, so you knew like, so Scott, his thing was from Chris Brown to Justin Timberlake to like, blah, 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 blah. All these artists, right? Dre, everything. Yeah, yeah. everybody. So, and then he, all, and that's why people kind of was like, he played the beat that Dre had made or whatever. So I was like, yeah. Right, whatever. And, uh, yeah. So, but then like, you know, then you had uh, Rizzo versus Primo. Uh, premiere and then premiere same thing you, you well premiere was like a lot of a gang star then but premiere did Nas like he didn't premiere wasn't like a you know he wasn't attached to a group so yeah, like, so, he could Manny, like Manny Fresh and Rizzo, so they, they both were like I mean they both for me I, all four of them I listened to so it was you know I had it in a garage playing it was like you know it was cool and, and it's just like something that maybe they'll 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 do more of because it was like they got time everybody's like they got they can't make movies yeah Luda and um Luda yeah. and uh and uh Nelly is going at it right now oh yeah yeah they are right now I was uh yeah. watching the beginning of it but I know <laughs> they whoever I, whoever is in charge of this versus thing has been doing very well with like recording it and putting it on YouTube afterwards so I've been able yeah. to catch up so like yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I caught the um I saw oh, the baby face in uh in uh Teddy Riley won both of who's, those. Who's uh, who's hosting it? What company is uh? I forgot. Is it uh? It's, it's a notable company that's hosting it. It's on a YouTube, right? The uh, is it? Oh, uh, it's not on YouTube. It's on. They're doing it on IG, but okay. somebody's recording. Uh, somebody's recording it and puts and posting it on a uh, YouTube. A few so you of those. Stream, yeah, you can stream record are, it. Yeah, but I think a few of those were made by like I can't remember the company. I seen a company name behind one. It's on there. Not M Audio, but it was like somebody, a company, was having them on their YouTube. Like they were actually having them on their YouTube. I, I can't remember, man. It's, I've been, but it, the they've been cool, man. To see, you know, to see that, you know, go like that, and then some some guys are getting millions of views by just setting up the DJ thing and going with that. But then it's like, you know, seeing this one by did something and start getting views. Like here, here come all other DJs dusting off their stuff and and and, and pressing record. Yeah. And they get like they get like two views. I've actually, I appreciate that though. Yeah. I do. I mean, I want more DJs to do it. Yeah. To be honest, because like I, I've been, I haven't done it yet. I will be doing it soon. It's just while everybody else is sitting at home chilling, not doing anything, I'm at work, so I'm tired. So right. if I do right, 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 right. it, you're lucky because I'm tired. But yeah. it's one of those things. It's like um, you can't see the crowd. So you have to be playing good music. Your mix, your mixing, your audio quality needs to be good. Your mixing needs to be top notch. You need to be. You need to go into this like you know what you're doing. Right. And I think a lot of them don't. So um, I mean, I mean, hell, it's not nothing against them right there because you you even had like um, Rizzo was doing his joint. He had audio. He pretty much had. Uh, he had the. I don't know if you seen watched that one, but he they they were yeah. they, they, they were out of sync and then. So I mean, then he had to have his guy come over. Then he he's going through the mic, and then there was delay. So that was kind of like, you know, I mean, a guy that's a, a pro producer, but they got all, all that stuff's at the studio, not at their mm-hmm. not at their house. Like they ain't like us where we got, you know, we got our stuff at our gear at our we'll house. They get, they got studios, so all their tech, leading edge tech, the stuff that you only see until like ten years after they done got tired of using it, they already got all that stuff in the studio. So like people like giving them crap, I'm like dude, like. Well, I wouldn't really like blanking on people because of their audio quality because I know yeah. how Instagram is. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. It was more so of like I was mainly speaking specifically to the DJs that no, no, uh, I'm not, I wasn't don't saying know what they're. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, no, like they, there's a lot of DJs 
that are going to be exposing themselves of how bad their mixing really is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> front, it's like, okay, if somebody comes to the club and sees you DJ and they've already had several drinks and they got a few more in them, they're probably going to be fine with however you mix it. Yeah. But if they're just at home and they hop on IG Live and you got a scratch to make up for how bad you can't beat match, then it shows that you should be practicing and get off alive right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A, I figure that's going to be a lot of that. And there's going to be a lot of, a lot of mistakes and stuff from the, from DJ less experienced DJ. So I don't encourage it for everyone. It's something great. And I do appreciate all the DJs that have been doing it, especially the big name ones that you had to pay a lot of money to go see. Right. <laughs> so I mean I appreciate them giving back and doing that because that's basically what they're doing they're doing what they're doing for free that they normally get paid anywhere from a couple hundred dollars to hundreds of thousands some of them millions right. you know to do it so me, that's the Aoki uh, you're talking about right there yeah Aoki's yeah. Martin Garrix yeah, you see, you've seen, uh, uh, you seen, you seen uh, Aoki's uh, his studio it's all white studio Yes, and dude, I'm I'm jealous. Dude, that invite. I mean, the thing about it, man, it's not like it's not um, it's not. I mean, he obviously he has the cash, but like that right there, man. Like that's you got your workflow, and then also for guys that are coming in, it's, he's creating. Like I watched a little video. He said he can go in there any time of day, and to them he doesn't know because it's all bright and it's all is there's lights in there. So it's like mm-hmm. here and my thing. I got like it's daytime. I got blinds, but I can see it's daytime outside. And then you know, go. But I'm not. I'm not trying to. This is a podcast studio. I was having that music gear inside of it, um, and it's soundproofed and everything. But that environment, man, you got your workflow and they create an environment, man. So like, you see a lot of dudes who make beats. Then you see. Um, and I'm not knocking anybody. People don't. Everybody's, you know, OCD is a little bit different. But then, man, you see like dudes making tracks and they just got like records over here and then like you got gear falling over here it's like you know you can't you got clutter so like that so much clutter man and yeah, i was so much, i was hoping yeah, he was gonna say that yeah so much clutter that like you're looking at clutter while you're trying to create like that mentally i think that does something to you versus like you say aoki spot where you probably not having food and shit in there and he's probably not having mm-hmm. like you know it's just like you, you can folk you can you can look around and shit is in order and while he's making music, you're looking around, you're doing all that stuff, you're processing things and everything. That stuff, you're, you're again, guys out there who are watching this who want to get into music, not only your workflow, man, but your environment can contribute to your your music making. For example, I stopped making a lot when I had kids. And it's like that mindset, man. You, you got kids running around outside or whatever, and you're trying to make a track. You're going to be worrying about the kid busting his head versus right. how those... Because you know... Right. You know, you could give them a phone ball and say there's no possible way you can hurt yourself with this. Yeah. And then they do it. They figure it out. Yeah. They always yeah, they do. figure it out. They took, man, they did goddamn kids. I got home last night from Tokyo the other day and um, they ripped the damn phone things off the corner. So I'm like, dude, what are you doing, man? So like, yeah. So now they want to run head first into some shit. Like they just want to feel it, I'm guessing. But anyway, man, like now at my shop, I haven't taken advantage of it, but now I, I don't have a noise. Like before I was, I, I know you've been there where you're making a track and you got, you want to turn it up, but it's, it's too maybe it's too late at night or somebody's sleeping in another room or whatever. To, now in my studio here, I have no noise ordinance. I can crank that shit way up anytime. Mm-hmm. Night, well, one o'clock in the morning, I'll turn it down because Japan houses are made out of straw, so like they can hear everything. <laughs> but I can still I can still crank it up, and I I can I can crank it up 
to about 75% and go outside and you can't hear it. Well, up after about 50 feet, you can't hear like the, um, the music. So now I don't have that uh, limitation, which I noticed that made my music sound better because now I can hear everything full blast mm-hmm. versus trying to li- listen to the headphones, which uh, do you produce on headphones or out? But monitor? Oh yeah. Currently on headphones because yeah. of uh, my current, situation yeah, where yeah, I live. I mean, yeah, yeah. it's where it's but one I mean, of those it still, it still like, sounds good though man it still sounds good yeah and i appreciate it man i feel like i attribute that to to sample quality right hands down i've i've seen some trash sample packs where the sounds are wow. terrible but now also also i use i, I bought this headphone i got these headphones like what back in around I want to say the end of last summer I got them and they've been a, they've been a godsend they've they've saved me from having to just purely focus out of whatever kind of sound my laptop can put out because which ain't much because it wasn't really built for that but um I've I haven't really felt the need to venture out and get monitors right now because I kind of don't need them. Um, only thing is I didn't realize that these headphones will lie to you. <laughs> they will yeah, lie to you. Yeah. If, you're, if you're, your mix could be subpar and uh, I've noticed certain things tell all like um, Bluetooth speakers mm. will tell on you. Uh, cell phone speakers will tell oh, yeah. that your mix is oh, shit. Yeah. Um yeah. Uh, what else? Um, the car. I test. I car test everything, and yeah. thank God my dad has an Alpine system in his truck because it'll tell me the truth all the time. It's not gonna sugarcoat it. If my bass is too loud, it's gonna let me know. If my treble, if I didn't uh, mix my melody well enough, and I got like high frequencies blaring, it'll let you know. Yeah, and I, that's what I do. Yeah, I test that's it on like- everything. Yeah, that's that pro. Like I, I, I remember, I, mean, I watched so many uh, beat making documentaries and things like that, or just things. And that's I think it was Kanye or somebody who was saying he, Kanye. I think it was he was making. He was like, dude, your shit needs to sound good in a Kmart and a little speaker with no damn bass in it. Nothing. Yes. Like, it needs to sound good on every <laughs> like without without any alterations. And that's where the division between those who you know, what I mean, you hobbyists to like am- pro amateur and pro guys. That's the separation right there. And the thing is, and, and it, it's not it's not a fair comparison because those guys do, they're making it for most part inside of full studios where they're soundproof. They can blare that shit way up at two in the morning. And that's the thing. That's the biggest thing I've noticed in my tracks. You can, you can, if you go on my SoundCloud, you can clearly hear the tracks where I didn't have limitations on sound versus the tracks where I was mixing through yeah. with ear, ear, earphones. So I'm like, I'm next to the monitor trying to like hear that you know, hear it or whatever, and it's two in the morning, I didn't want to wait till the next day to mix it. Then I had, you know, I had a neighbor who had a kid, and then um, I was I was in it, and my door was unlocked, and he actually, he was standing there, and I was like, he was watching me for like, he was he was like cool for him, he's like, oh, my baby sleep, can you turn it down? So I'm like, oh, my bad, dude. So he was like, watch me make music, I'm in my zone doing that stuff, and and uh, yeah, man, it's like that, that's the difference right there, man, but like, for, I mean, the fact that I just learned that you're mixing, you're doing your music through do headsets, man. That's pretty impressive because the music it sounds like it sounds really good, man. You know, what I, mean? I appreciate are, are you, it, man. Also, are you are you using um are you using a USB interface or just a stock uh like oh, capture right in, right 
Really? Oh no! Right, right into the, right into the hot, really? <laughs> right in there. Yeah, yeah, man. So yeah. I, and, and that's well, I mean, it's, it's yeah, it's dope. Like it's got, yeah. it's it's gold plated. So it's like it was really good he- quality headphones. I don't know how yeah. we got it as cheap as we did. It had to be some type of sale. We were at Sam Ash. I think it was um because these were originally a hundred dollars, but it was fifty percent off plus ten percent off. We spent over a certain amount, and my dad had got something. And when he added the headphones on too, it, I think it made it cheaper. It was like forty bucks out of nowhere, and I was like, "Oh, that's dope! These, these are really good quality headphones." And then when I plugged them in and started using them, I was like, "Whoa, yeah, these things gonna lie to me. <laughs> let me let me clean this up." Yeah, because so I use them. Um, I, I got put on the because uh, I used the stock back in Iraq when I first got the NPC. I was using a laptop to track into. And actually, mm-hmm. like the there was a, a really good laptop. It had good audio. Then I, I cut everything off, so I didn't have like the browsers running in the background. So I just only had FL, what was called FL at the time. And um, so I had I had that there and everything. And then like I I go back, you know, to about two thousand seven, two thousand eight, and I'm like it didn't sound bad. It, it started the cha- the sound changed when I, I got into a um. I tried this one. My M Audio actually, I'm using it right now to track in to my my because uh, it was discarded for years. But it's good for podcasting. So my microphone is actually going into M Audio through a mixer right now, through some other stuff right now. So a lot of a lot of wires not neatly, not nicely wrapped in up and everything. But the the um I used a uh the Emu Emu sixteen sixteen uh for mm-hmm. PC it was PCI base dude that took my music to another level because that there was uh, at my my particular house Japanese don't use um grounding so I had in my studio here I got have a grounding strap put in and everything. And I, so okay. it's all grounded here, but they don't use grounding, which you know, ground, you know how it is. Grounding makes interference. Yeah. So uh, I got the Zemu sixteen sixteen, which had an internal filter. I mean, do you could crank it up to one hundred and ten? It would be silent, no nothing, no nothing. And then that, then that worked for good for about two, three years, and then it finally, it was, it was already legacy gear, being a PCI card, and then it, it just crapped out. And I bought another one. Then I, I just, so then I. I uh I switched um to another one and then I I just kind of like stopped making music so I'm about to get another M Audio uh M not M Audio but another um Emu deal but it's a new USB so the inter- the USB sound the USB interface things man just made a big deal also uh and that that's why I asked if you're using one of those man because that that um I mean they're just they're it just it, it you don't have to have a big soundboard it's just everything is there. Um, it they integrated the USB so you can pull up in any of your things and everything. So it's it's a really good yeah. deal, man. So. Yeah, I hadn't um I haven't really because like literally I'm one room over from where I normally yeah. uh make my music at. Like I'm in a dining room and my laptop sits on a dining room table, my launch pad right next to it. I come in, put my headphones on, do my thing. So um but at my manager's studio out in LA, it's uh it's He's got the full setup there. So yeah. um, actually, I went there when I had my show out there at uh, Avalon Hollywood back in December. So it was the day after Christmas when we went out there. And um, I went to his studio at the house. It was set up in the, in the room in the house. And, and the sound, like he had the he had uh, the Rocket 12s and them things were booming. <laughs> I, I just I was like, oh. I can get used to this. He was like, yeah, the neighbors don't really care. They know I do music for a living here. So everything's good to go. You can be loud, you know, just when, whenever you, you know, 
it starts getting late, just get ready to turn it down a little bit, which that was cool. I I didn't have a problem with that, but it was it was definitely a different experience having hearing my stuff come out of monitors for the first time in so long versus uh, just out of headphones. Yeah, how was it your first time? Uh, what was your first when you made something and then you took it to like a club? Did you ever play anything in a club before? Like, man, that sounds. Uh oh! So I did this one uh, event uh, in Greensboro. It was uh, what, what do you call that? It was a, a phone party. That's what it was. It was a phone party, and um, I went first. It's, it was a traveling company that goes around goes around the country doing them in different areas of the, of the country, and um, I sent the mix in, did the, for the audition or whatever. They they picked me. They but what they do is they go to different. Every time they go to a new city, they book DJ local DJs to open up for whoever they bring it with them. Yeah. So I was the opening DJ that night and. I played, I played my set like normal, but I saved a song that I was working on that I hadn't quite finished yet. <laughs> but I played that at the end because I knew how to get it to outro well with from the set. Mm-hmm. So I figured, all right, cool, I'm gonna just play my song at the end of my set and see how people do. I already had another song that was out already that I played and people loved it, and I was like, okay, good. That's a good sign. So hopefully they'll like this new one. <laughs> but and I didn't mix that one down very well. But luckily the samples were good. So it came out not as bad as I thought it would. Yeah. Now, um, uh, Import Face Off, I used to DJ those when they come to uh, Rockingham in Greensboro. Not in Greensboro, but Rockingham, North Carolina. And I've played a few tracks out of mine that weren't out yet, but I didn't mix them down well. And it was like, whoo, let me go to another song. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. That's like the biggest thing when you play. Like I did a few, and it, man, I'm mad that, that I did uh, I did a couple uh, live performances in the um, in the uh, club or whatever. The reason I did it is because like I had, a, it was a group of guys here at the time that uh, would make music. So we all get together, a lot of NPC guys and other dudes or whatever. So they they never these guys have been in the game for like twenty years like they were they were like in, they were already doing NPCs when I you know I was still in you know middle school they were already rocking yeah. on them but they got it they were still doing that programming like you know first track snare 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 next track drum drum whatever whatever so when I came mine I thought it was normal to do that and I'm like I, I thought everybody in NPC was already finger drumming or whatever and keying so I had my my snare my my snares in my hi hat always prepositioned where I I got my my hands up here and everything, and I got the trigger. And um, when I came over there, dude, these dudes are old heads. They were just like mesmerized. Like, dude, how do you like? Re- they start freestyling. I'm just playing it, and it's just like I'm because I don't rap at all. So I'm like, my but my freestyle is like I could take a sample and I could play it for 30 minutes straight and flip it multiple different ways, like just by playing it. And that's I thought it was something that everybody did. Come to find out, it's not a lot of people don't do that. So yeah. they seen it. So he's like, dude, you gotta play live. So I play live, dude. Uh, my program, I had, uh, I had, um, I had roughly sixteen tracks programmed across the four banks. So I had, mul- I had some tracks on the same thing. So I, I like kind of did my own my practice and everything. So I knew not to touch that pad, and so I'm ready to go over. So dude was like, "Well, you just press and play." I'm like, "Nah." So at the end of the thing, they y'all came over to the thing, and it was like, "So you just press play, right?" I was like, "Nah." I played all those individually. Didn't miss any beat. Didn't miss any, mm-hmm. didn't key anything. 
And I don't, and the thing about it, man, I don't, I don't put a lot of time into it. I put maybe at the time I was putting like 20, 30 minutes and that was it. And I go work on cars. It's just from coming from the band thing. And then I, I, I would always banging on tables when you're growing up. Yeah, pins like so that banging Can't on tell stuff. You how many times yeah, I got kicked out yeah, of class for that? Yeah, <laughs> stop banging on the stop, stop banging on the table with pins and, and all that stuff. Do you got the you got the 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 number two pencil in his hand and a pen with the pen cap in his hand, making it you know, and then you got the bass and everything, and you got the we had the desk with the little the cubby holes. Yeah, so you had to yeah, dude. So it's funny that like. You think you're doing? You're the only one in the world doing it. That you're doing it somewhere else, or somebody else is doing it, man. But the um, yeah, man, it's just the the everybody we get the overall, man. We all get to the same thing with the music stuff, man. And one of the things I, I kind of want to I want to wrap up wrap up on this, man, because it's like we're about like an hour and a half. I want to kind of start my new thing and keep it about an hour forty five minutes because it's better for people to watch. But the uh, sure. one thing on YouTube, I know you're in there, man, and like the um. There's like the sent like nothing wrong with sampling, man. But now, man, they like they're they're pushing these sample packs down people's throats, and it's like now the guys who are experienced they they get to use them properly. But the inexperienced guys, the new ones they're targeting, they just get all they all buy the same sample packs. They all making the same sounding music, the same sounding effects, everything. And then like you go in there, and they got this thing called uh, arcade. You seen that? Uh, ben yeah, Boy? yeah. Let's see, I got I got arcade. I love it. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, all right, cool. I wanted to ask you, Dan, you already used it. So, is it really, is it really like that, or is it, were they jazzing up the? Because uh, that one dude that played that song, I'm like, man, that sound like, yeah, he was keying it, but that song at the end sound like something that was made somewhere else, and then they 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 trying to fake like it was made in no, arcade. No, no, it was really made in arcade. Really? Like that was a um, cool track. Man. So, the the difference between. Your run of the mill sample packs that you might see, you, you oh here's it's a twenty dollar pack, ten dollar yeah. pack, you know that kind of thing. The difference between that and uh and arcade is arcade, you can flip whatever is played. Like it has right. a preset of samples. Like let's say you open up one kit and it's full of um like ad libs singing singing ad libs. So um it could be male or female female voices. And you can flip through there and you can actually like make a melody with that, but you can also flip it to MIDI, record it in MIDI, flip the MIDI to audio, chop it up, and then do other things with it too. Mm. So that's why I thought it was really dope. But also there's so many kits and they add new kits every day. Oh yeah. Every single day. Yeah. They got updated kits every day. So the fact that there's constantly new stuff in there. You can, the odds of you making something exactly like anybody else is slim. So that, it's that pretty is, slim, unless I you was, was, unless I you was, went in and copied it. Yeah. Like you 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 found out what kits that they went in and used. Because I got, for example, I don't use arcade to make a full song. I don't. Use, I've I've never done that. I use the samples I have. The things that I the things that I make up with the different instruments and VSTs that I have, and arcade is just like mm, if I need to add a little something, here you go, here's arcade. I'm gonna add that. I'm gonna add a little something in there. Mm. But the odds of you making something that sounds exactly like somebody else's on there, you have to have seen what kits they use. Uh, 
Then also, the doll, to, I, seen, like, I seen the dolls like uh, he when he was. I watched the video. I watched yeah, that the one, presets. The Those one. are the presets. Yeah, yeah. on yeah, the so be on the side, and you can right. slide them around the sliders. Right. Yeah, and they have the you, have you the pretty fun- much would have to. Yeah, and the function. Yeah, you would pretty much like, have to. Uh, yeah. How about for the uh, yeah. the the function with the arcade when you do the the um, what is it? So like when you when you change it around, is it like one of those ones where like can you do like the live time? Like you can drag it and like you know make the you know make it go from like a muffled sound to like clear. Is it the uh, is it a fix? Is it a fixed effect or? Well, yes, yeah, it's, it's kind of a fixed effect, but you can do more with it after you remove it and okay. or record it in the MIDI. So like after it's in the MIDI on your computer, it's open season to what mm. you can do with it. Mm. Um but like I've heard I know like uh one of my favorite groups right now, Lit Lords, they do hard trap and really hard music. They do hard style, hard trap and um like hard rhythm and things like that, hard jersey. So they use uh, the bars. Bars. He, uh, he's the pretty much the lead producer of the group. There's two of them. Mm. So he he does. He makes majority of the music, but he'll use um, arcade for like certain voices and stuff that he wants to use. So like if he needs some ad libs or some type of vocal, he'll do that, and then he'll record in his own vocals. Or if he wants to use, um, if he wants some type of like eerie melody or some type of like foreign melody that sounds like a, a sitar or something like that. You can grab that off a of arcade and that can spawn the whole rest of your track. Just like that. Yeah, man. See, man, like, you, you, you did a good job selling to me because I thought it was just like a, again, most of the stuff you see on there and you know, you know, you know how the game is, man. Most of the time they drop the dude, Hey man, I'll give you 10 grand and put the to push this up and everything. So I know they got, it's, it's the game, you know, you're going to pay people for their time and stuff like that. So, Pretty sure they got some conversation. Maybe they got the free gear or whatever. But the uh, so when I see it, I'm like, ah, is this really real? So I mean, to have you actually use it, even though I don't need it, I think I'm gonna try it, man, because it, it's just like it's fun. Maybe, yeah, the, it's I see fun. It, I'm like, nothing I'm else like, is fun. Yeah, I, I clever on the page. I went through the page. I'm like, man, do I do I buy this now or I? Well, actually, they got this because they got the what they sent the uh, the demo version. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull up the demo version. Yeah, and check that out. Because the arc- arcade is like ten bucks a month. And that's what I use arcade. It's not, um, not bad at all. You can't beat that. Yeah, you that, can't because it's it's, it's constantly updated. Yeah, yeah you can't. It, it's constantly upgraded, uh, updated the every day with new stuff. Practically, they filled in the gaps that it was like maybe December. December, there were some gaps in there of like genres and feelings and moods and stuff, but now. It's it's you can you can make it hit out of there pretty quickly. I'm gonna check it out, man. But yeah, man, it's like what I'm gonna do, man. Is like we definitely I'm gonna like what I want to do, man. Is like when your next like launch or whatever or something like that or something like a major event was to get you on here again and I like talk about that and everything and and get you back on. So we'll we'll definitely do it. It's like it's way like I wanna I wanna just try this format now because it's like if we start talking for three hours, it'll be like. You know, people start, they lose the steam and everything, man. So it's, you know, I just want to keep it kind of, kind of cut it off now that we'll get into it later. Uh, get your production sure. stuff on there and get the things in it's Man, it, music is so deep, man. We, we can literally sit here and talk for 10 hours. Man. Hours, yeah. Like, it, it's like, <laughs> and then we, I mean, we, we've known, we've been like, you know, Facebook buddies for 
a while, but we didn't get a chance to meet him, meet him physically. We'll we'll meet up sometime, and uh, so we, this is all like our first. Sure. This, I believe it or not, guys, there. This is, a, I mean, we talked online, t- typing, but this is like our, this has been our first conversation, man. So we've been learning each other. But the cool thing is, like, it was like we we do we're doing like the same things, man. Like the music stuff is, while everybody got their different styles, different settings. When it all comes down to it, at the end of the day, you're making a track, and then when it all when it really boils down to it, for I mean, people give the guys on SoundCloud and everybody on SoundCloud artists sound like Lil Wayne and everything, but when it comes down to it, we're still a minority compared to those who, who listen. Because you, you go to most yeah. people, if you go in the supermarket, it's probably yourself and one other dude in there that can make a track, that can compose a track, and it's like a thousand people in that mall or whatever. So there's not where it seems like it's oversaturated and people just got, they got that famine attitude, like I want to get on and I want to get my stuff out there. Like there's mm-hmm. been thousands of artists, man. That back in the nineties, you even like you don't even hear about, you know. I mean, cru- I mean, you mentioned Crucial Conflict back in that time. Yeah. They were hot, but like now, I mean, they made their cash. They did their thing. They they did what they got to do, and they got out. So like you don't. Yep. There's no Jay Z's, the Michael Jack, Michael uh, Jacksons, the Princes, the, the the Elton Johns. Like those are rare entities where they stay have longevity. That that doesn't happen to all artists, man. So some people feel bad about it, but that's just like. You got three years. People don't understand how you get what three albums, and then like, all right, cool, on to the next three. Or if you yeah. don't, if your first album don't do well, you ain't getting the next two because you don't waste for it. sure. And yeah. and you owe you got to pay that money back <laughs> yeah. for the first one. Yeah. So they, all that. So all the guys out there who don't know, man, all the all the cars, the rent it, the rent it, all the jewelry you see is like not paid for. They bought that jewelry on an advance. They like spent all that money, and then they flop, and they. You never see them again, and that's why you never see your favorite artists again because they got dropped. Nobody wants to touch them. Uh, you know, yep, you don't, they got to pay their money back. Yeah, the Ludacris, the Ludacris's, the Ushers, the the Timberlakes, uh, the Justin Timberlake, all those dudes, man. Like you, don't, you get there because you you can make consistently, like you said in the beginning, you can make hot tracks, hot tracks, hot tracks. If you just make one hot track, hit machine. That's great. That's great for that 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 one summer. But then what? What you gonna do next summer and the summer after that, man? So it's like if you're gonna do this, man, the music stuff and like I said, you're doing it properly and everything, man. And again, I'm very impressed, man. The fact that um, you just told me about your setup, man. I figured, I mean, from the music I heard, I'm like, man, you know, you're in the studio, you got this and that, and that, that right there, it shows, man. <laughs> and you can have all that shit. You can have Steve. You can Steve Aoki can give you the keys to his goddamn studio and still make trash. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It still don't it don't matter, man. And then like. Like I'm pretty sure. I mean, I could just get the vibe, man. That you don't be like, hey, man. You know, all the people face like, hey, man, check this out, check this out. When people could come to you and say, hey, man, that's dope, without you soliciting it to them, like that's when it really feels uh, good. And it, it happened to me. But the thing about it, my my thing is the car. Of course, I'm running a car shop and everything. So you got to pick and choose where you're gonna do it. And the thing about it, I respect music that much that I'm not gonna even turn on my my system where I got all the stuff in my mind and I can't make that track as good as I know I can. So I just keep it off. Until I have time to work on it, because you can, you hear. I mean, I'm pretty sure you got you yourself. You've made something that you went, you were thinking about this, you're thinking about that, and it don't come out the best because your mind is not there, hundred mm-hmm. percent. And that that be that track that unfinished tracks. And I got everybody got that folder of unfinished tracks. Oh yeah, yeah. I got plenty of them in there. Yeah. I've been I've been doing the thing though. Yeah, I go back, I go yeah. back at least once a month and yeah. finish at least two of them. Okay, that's good shit. Sorry, shit. You better than me, man. I got tracks that have been unfinished for like the last seven years. Just sitting in that, sitting yeah, in that so folder. Yeah, so I got some dust on them. Yeah, but, you, but the thing about it too, man, it's like the, 
again, I, I, all the stuff I talk about, I know you know about it, but like you listening, you making it for an hour, two hours, it starts to, you got to give your ears a break because you listen to the same thing. You think you're hearing something. Then you fire it up the next day or two days later. Like, oh, I didn't hear that. I had that there or I could put this there. So you got to let it breathe a little bit. So then when you go back to it, like it, your mindset that you're at right now, making that track wasn't the right mindset. So now when you go back to that track and make that track again, now you're in a better space. Whatever situation you had before, you took care of it. So now you can make that track and finish it, man. So the guys are there. Um, I was told by somebody that not to go back um, to your first stuff because you're, you've, you've advanced. But I went back and I'm like, man, that shit really sucked, man. And it's like, now I know why you say don't go back because <laughs> like you, you start like, man, I made that shit, man. And I, people were, I, I was listening, I had people listening to that. And right. It makes yeah, you think sometimes. Yeah. 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 But no, yeah. but that's the, that's the dope part about it though. If you, if you didn't finish it, go back and finish it. Cause you've always acquired new skills and new tricks and of the trade. You can always go back and finish it right. and you can make it better than whatever, yeah. whatever it could, it was at the time right. easily. There's the thing about it, the tricks you know now, if you knew that trick five years ago, you would have that beat That's all would have been finished. done. It would have been done. <laughs> right. Been out there. But it's like those new tricks, like, oh, I can fade here, or I can key this there, or I can you know, some people don't know it, like you mentioned velocity. Some guys they just put it on hundred percent and they don't know you can have that fifty percent, ten percent. So instead of instead of like, you know, programming the hats to be like uh, uh, crescendo, you can do that manually, hit soft tap, soft tap, hard tap, medium tap, hard tap. Program done. Move on to the next thing. Yeah. Back done. in the day, you back in the day, you go on free loops. So you turn it down a little. Take the mouse. I do that now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, but that's but that's 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 you got that skill though. Like I didn't even know that. Like until like maybe a year, I could go in there after I you know go on a piano roll and turn it manually, turn it down or insert manually. Like, I didn't know. I thought you had to play it out. I was, and I didn't have a MIDI back then. I was using a keyboard, actual typing keyboard as a as like my controller and in and, and, and doing playing the piano like that and everything, man. So it's just cool to do all that stuff, man. But hey man, I don't want to start it up again. For the track the, the track I'm gonna play out is called Dreams, correct? The uh track you yes. sent me. So what's uh so go ahead yep. and set that track up real quick and um you know what it's about, what your mindset was and and, and everything and then we'll roll out on that. Well, I was thinking about everything that's going on. I I've noticed that I feel like the world is going into a, a whole different awakening. People are starting to see what the, they were doing before is really wrong, and then a lot of people are starting to see uh, a better way of doing things. And it's a red pill, blue pill type situation. Okay. Do you want to see the truth or do you want to continue to lie? So that's why the uh, album art is the way it is. That's why I chose Future House for that genre, and it's a it's a really fun song for the seriousness of the topic that it was created off of. So I can't wait till Outside is open again and. Everybody can go jam out to that one. Roger that, Roger that, man. So we got my guy Flash Fortin here. We dropped the DJ off for obvious reasons and stuff like that. And uh, definitely you'll be back on here again, man. We'll do some more stuff, man. Again, um, like everybody who come in here, uh, thanks for your time and everything. Thanks for talking to me. And also, it was, it was great to get to know more about you, man. Because, like, say, texting online is one thing. But, like, we really, this is long format. So we get to load stuff, man. So, guys out there, I'm going to drop all this all this uh, social media for you. Send me all that stuff. I'll put it in, down in the links there. Click on that. Definitely support the artist. Uh, my thing is I like supporting those around me versus nothing against Kanye, nothing against all those guys, but I know you. I know Flash Shorten and everything. We know each other, so I want to support those around me in my circle who who know me. Kanye don't know me. 
they don't they ain't gonna help me out. So I want to help uh, push my guy right. up here <laughs> and push my people up when we can grow together and then get on that into that stage or whatever. So guys out there, go ahead and send your questions podcast penguinstyle.com. Uh, be sure to like, subscribe, and share. Help the channel grow and all that good stuff out there. And just be safe out there and be smart. Be productive. Like I say, even though you can't do all your main stuff, you still gonna do something. You, you, you're not a vegetable out there. So get those tracks made. Um, I'm, I'm going to use this as motivation to fire mine up and see what I got in there just to see and do all that stuff, man. So, again, thank you guys for tuning in. It's going to be Donald signing out from Masala, Japan. Go see you guys later. And uh, be safe out there. Donald Jackson signing out. Peace.